we think we can participate actively in plastic waste reduction by limiting the use of disposable single-use food serviceware. Hi, welcome to Everyday Climate Champions, where we speak with inspiring community members here in the San Francisco Bay Area about how they're putting real climate solutions into action. Thanks for joining me, Dahlia Masachi, your host for this episode of Everyday Climate Champions. Today, we're discussing a proposed policy to drastically reduce plastic pollution in Oakland, the traditional territory of the Muwekma Ohlone tribe. As demand decreases for fossil fuels as a power source, we're seeing that the production of plastics is actually increasing. According to a recent United Nations report, the amount of carbon dioxide emitted throughout the life cycle of plastics in 2015 is projected to more than triple by 2050 and contribute 15% of our planetary greenhouse gas budget. Here at home, several years of studies have shown that plastic food and drink packaging has been a huge contributor to the trash in the San Francisco Bay. Unfortunately, I see that every month in the Oakland shoreline cleanup that I coordinate. We might think that we're throwing plastic disposable things away, but there actually is no away. That's why I'm so pleased to speak with Kwok Chan, co-chair of Climate Reality Bay Area's Alameda County Policy Squad. The squad is working on Oakland's reusable foodware ordinance in hopes that Oakland will be the next California city to pass a similar policy. Climate Reality Bay Area is a member of Reusable Oakland, a coalition of organizations advocating for the ordinance. Thanks so much for being here, Kwok. It's my honor to share what I know. Kwok, can you give us a brief outline of the Oakland ordinance you all are working on? The proposed legislation aimed to reduce single-use footwear used in the city of Oakland. It has several key elements, including that it prohibits a food service vendor or restaurant from using disposable food service wear inside premise or inside the restaurant. In addition, restaurant operators have to allow customers to bring their own reusable containers for takeout, including beverage cups. A customer will be given a 25 cents discount if they bring and use their own containers for takeouts. Restaurants also have to charge 25 cents per single-use food container. In addition, your takeout or your order through delivery service will not come automatically with condiments, napkins, and also chopsticks, forks, and spoons. Further, the Oakland government will be required to provide reusable cups for its employees and customers, and in its facility will have to provide drinking water refill stations and can no longer provide bottled waters. Large venue operators and event providers, such as sports games and concerts, will be required to use reusable cups. So this Oakland legislation will ban styrofoam outright and also ban high toxic chemical used in disposable footwear. So I think this is a major step forward. Sounds like it. That proposed legislation really includes a lot.
Could you explain what you mean by highly toxic chemicals in disposable foodware? Yes, the EPA has a list of high priority toxic chemicals that sometimes are being used by food service ware providers or manufacturers that include mercury, that includes PFAS, and also other chemicals that may leak into the food. Thanks for that. Just to clarify, PFAS chemicals are often called forever chemicals that stay in the environment and increase the risk of cancer and other health problems. Kwok, I understand that the city ordinance is related to a new state law called SB 54. Yes, Senate Bill 54 was first proposed in 2018 and then signed into law by Galvin Newsom in 2022. Key elements in this legislation is that 100% of the packaging in the state will have to be recyclable or compostable by 2032. Further, 25% of the plastic packaging will be cut. So local cities will have up to two years to put rules around SB 54 for practical implementation. Cities like Oakland, they are in the process of legislating or already passed legislation to specifically address reduction of disposable foodware. The organization Stop Waste has spearheaded this effort by publishing a model ordinance that provides the text and a lot of background information to help city councils write their own versions. Stop Waste is a California government organization that support reuse and recycle, and also waste reductions. Let's take a step back and talk about the larger plastic pollution crisis. In a macro scale, plastic waste pollution is a worldwide problem. These data come from the UN Environmental Program, and in the stock waste model food surveys where ordinance. There are horrible statistics, a projection and data such as less than 9% of the so-called recycled plastic containers are truly recycled. So the rest go into landfill or incineration. And unfortunately, a high percentage is leaked into the oceans. The waste of all plastic ever produced is larger than all land and sea organism. So overwhelming. Yes. This is a staggering comparison. For example, every hour, Americans use 3 million plastic water bottles. And also, every year before the pandemic, Americans consume 1 trillion, with a T, 1 trillion food service wear. That translates to around 3,000 food containers that we discard per capita every year. And we don't know the new numbers, but after the pandemic, this number should be much higher because people form a habit of ordering food online and get them delivered. I think we have all been misled by the clever and deceitful marketing by the plastic industry, leading us to believe that plastic items can really be recycled. The truth is, recycle rate is very low, as I said earlier. And also plastic footwear in the environment will break down into tiny particles we call microplastic. And human body is accumulating a dangerous level of toxic microplastic. I can go on and on, but on a micro scale, I mean in Oakland, 
we think we can participate actively in plastic waste reduction by limiting the use of disposable single-use food service ware. The aim, of course, is to reduce plastic consumption, microplastic pollution, and greenhouse gas emission. What can we expect as the ordinance makes its way through the Oakland City Council? The draft is almost ready. Have been back and forth debated. It will go to the policy committee for review. It will be put through voting process and hopefully adopted before the end of the year. Many hearing sessions and also council meetings are open to public. And the Alameda Squad of Climate Reality will email updates regularly. This is a very meaningful and hopefully impactful legislation. I'm hoping that our listeners will support the passage of this legislation by contacting their respective council members, calling them, writing to them, or even participating in the upcoming hearing. Kwok, I was also wondering how you came to work so passionately on this issue. I am retired after 40 years in high-tech industry. Looking back, there was one incident that almost burned a memory into my mind. Back around 10 years ago, when I was working in China and I have to visit a vendor, somehow we passed through a backcountry road where I saw many factory buildings next to piles and piles of plastic trash. And the smells in that area was really awful. And there were fires, burning plastics everywhere along that stretch of road. So I made a mental note of finding out why that people are sorting plastics and burning them. What turned out is that America had been shipping 4,000 containers of waste per day to China and Southeast Asia countries for this country to process in the name of reuse and recycling. And this staggering number really horrified me. And therefore, after my retirement, I become very active in climate reality and pick a focus of working on plastic reductions as my little contribution to the overall environmental improvement. Thanks for sharing that. You're a great example of how everyone can take climate action in a way that works for them. I also wondered if you have any thoughts about what folks can do if their city or town does not yet have a reusable foodware ordinance. I have several suggestions. So number one is ask restaurants to provide service wares that are reusable. And secondly, go to another place but let the establishment or the restaurant know the reason why you're walking away. Number three, write a Yelp or Google review to voice your displeasure for being served disposable food service wear. Just do not underestimate the power of your wallet. Thanks, Kwok, for sharing such valuable information and your own personal experiences. You are most welcome. And I think with your platform, our enthusiasm hopefully will inspire more people. Hey listeners, want more information? Look below this episode's description to find links to all the resources we mentioned, including ways you can get involved. You'll also find a transcript. 
Your comments mean a lot to us. Please follow the link to our brief listener feedback survey also below. And you can help spread the word about this podcast. Rate it, review it, or share it with a few friends. You can also find us on YouTube. To hear about our new monthly episodes as soon as they get released, just hit the follow or subscribe button. For this episode of Everyday Climate Champions, the sound engineer was Stephen DeLaro. My name is Dahlia Masachi, and I'm also the executive producer and editor. Our full production team is listed below. Music in this episode is by Blue Dot Sessions. You've been listening to Everyday Climate Champions, presented by the Climate Reality Project's Bay Area Chapter. If you know any local folks who would make great guests, please drop us an email. As climate reality founder and former U.S. Vice President Al Gore says, solving the climate crisis is within our grasp, but we need people like you to stand up and act. To learn more, please visit climaterealitybayarea.org. See you next time.